Ralph breaks the internet, but does he also break the box office? Find out what we think, plus that and more on today's episode of The Real Review. So stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. I'm here with Matt Rex, the podcast, hey? Kind of. Kind of, in a good way. <laughs> I mean I mean that lovingly. I got wrecked. You got wrecked. In the podcast, I wrecked the podcast. No, I think you're good. I was, okay. I'm just going to say I was joking. I did. I already, I, I preeminently feel bad. No, about, technology wrecked the podcast. It has in the past yes. wrecked the podcast. On the last couple of weeks have been challenging. Yes. Yeah. So thank you, technology. Yeah. Hey, you love it. You hate it. Yes. Who am I today, Matt? Everybody, today <laughs> I'm here with Joel. Waxes like Zangief Cunningham. Oh no. <laughs> I'm going to take back my apology. <laughs> That's horrible. No. If I could pull off Shin here like that, yeah, that's be true. Amazing. That's yeah. true. It's kind of it's a little nod towards the movie. Just pay attention to Zangief. Yeah, I don't believe. I will say I don't believe uh, her theory in the film. But yeah, whatever. no, I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's you know he's a he was designed that way. I think so yeah. very clearly by the designers yeah. was designed that way. Which that's a topic of conversation for this record Ralph follow right. up that I want to talk about. Okay, so remind me one more. Let's we're doing do that. We will, we will remind ourselves to talk about. Follow-ups and Zangief. Of design. And design. Specifically design. design. Uh, so yeah, here's the podcast. Uh, Matt and I like to talk about films and break them down on the basis of kind of our two perspectives, which are similar but different. Yeah. Matt uh, is a film fan, but talks about things more from a fan perspective, more of the emotion and yeah. the fun and the interest and uh, those types of aspects. Whereas I tend to be more of the analytical, kind of break things down uh, bit by bit, piece by piece. Yeah. Um, and we put those two thoughts together to, together to give you what we think is a real thought and perspective. Why don't you give our listeners some ways to get connected while I adjust my chair. Totally. Y'all yeah. can get connected. Y'all can get connected with us a number of different ways. Uh, you can start off by going to our website, which is realreviewmedia.com. Uh, and then you can uh, connect to our social media platforms from there, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, which will be all the handles will be at realreviewmedia and then youtube.com slash therealreview. Uh, email us at realreviewmedia at gmail.com. And uh, drop us a line. Let us know uh, if there's something specific you want us to cover or review. I know somebody wants us to go over um, uh, season two of Ozark here mm -hmm. in the near future. Which we might be um, doing. Hint, hint. Hey, hey, you're probably a lot farther along than I am. I'm I'm struggling. Oh, I'm with, done. Yeah, are you? Yeah, I binged that. Oh, binged my that show. Yeah, I was gonna say binge that sucker, but yeah. it just I just went right through it. It's all good. It's not a sucker. It's a, it's a good season. Okay. So hopefully, okay. you get a chance to watch it. Yeah. I like, I like it. I like it. But we may get a chance to review it. Yeah. Come up here with our hundredth episode. Yeah. Wouldn't that be time. special? Wouldn't that be special? Four episodes from Get that. it? Special. Yeah. I should call you Matt Special Hay. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> like, spe <laughs> like Special K, but Special Hay. Special K. Like a tasty, bland cereal. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> why don't we go ahead and get to the podcast uh, before we lose too many of our listeners here. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Let's uh, do that. So today, as mentioned, we're going to be talking about Rec... Ralph breaks the internet. Yes, there's no wreck involved. No, not at all. I almost said wrecked Ralph. Yeah. Um, which they had that scene in the the previews um, that said like, well, why is it wreck? Why isn't it wrecks? Why is it breaks instead of wrecks? Yeah. And she explains it yeah. um, in the in the preview, but that wasn't actually in the film. No. 
which I think is fine. It yeah. didn't need to be there. Yes. Yep. Character. It's a commercial thing. Correct. So, uh, directors Phil Johnson and Rich Moore. Synopsis for this. Six years after the events of Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph and uh, Vanellope, now friends, discover a Wi-Fi router in their arcade, leading them into a new adventure. It has the voice acting of John C. Riley as Ralph, as well as Sarah Silverman as Vanellope. Yep. Uh, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. New character, Shank. Um, Tara, Tara Taraji P. Henson. There you go. Taraji P. P. Henson as yes, yes, yes. Uh, Felix comes back. Jack McBriar, which mm-hmm. I love his voice acting. Yeah, he's um, great. Jane Lynch as well. Love her mm-hmm. voice acting as Calhoun. Um, and then you have knows more uh, is Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. Yeah, and that's the main ones. I'm not going to go into all the details. Yeah, there's a lot of, of people. All the people that are involved. Yeah. So why don't you start? With your thoughts. Let's talk about this movie. Um, so uh, kind of against popular opinion, I thought the first, I thought Reggae Ralph was okay. The first one. Yeah. Um, I I liked it. I thought it was fine, but I, I didn't feel like super excited about it. I didn't think it was amazing. I just thought it was a fine movie. Um, and uh, there were elements about it that I really enjoyed. The whole arcade aspect and being able to see different characters through that. I thought that was really great. Yeah. So going into this, I didn't really have a lot of expectations, um, but I want to say that I came out of this movie kind of feeling a lot of the same, okay. uh, feeling that this movie, I, I just felt like it was okay. Um, my favorite um, my favorite moments of the movie are, are when Disney, the studio that made the movie, could kind of either poke fun at itself or even mm-hmm. use some of its IP from existing elements. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but... For the most part, I just thought it was fine. Yeah. Um, I They've, don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to like go see it again. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, interestingly enough, Disney has gotten into that more mm-hmm. where they've kind of started to be very meta with their style. I mean, if, if you even look at the Frozen story yeah. and the way it kind of like pokes fun is it, at its own narrative structure yeah. and style. Um, this is the most meta they've this been. This is the most meta they've been. And I yeah. kind I, I kind of like it in some ways, but I also kind of dislike it. Yeah. Because it feels like the last step before they kind of just lose all sight of vision of kind of where they're directing and right. going. Because <laughs> it's like they've kind of stood the test of time in a lot of ways with timeless storytelling. Um, so if they're going to the start being super. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I'm fine with them moving forward and trying different things and new things. But I kind of liked as well that they had this these stories and these um, characters that kind of in a way were timeless. Right. And they're kind of breaking that now. But I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. That's completely outside. I mean, yeah. that does play into this film. That's more of a yeah. general thought that I have. I think for me, I really enjoyed the first film. Okay. Yeah. It was kind of a sleeper hit for me. I didn't expect a lot from it. Yeah. It actually looked like more of a cash grab kind of Disney you know, these guys coming in and trying to make this film that cashes in on all the popular other mm-hmm. types of you know, pop culture that are out there that are really popular with right. kids. And I was like, eh, not too happy about it. I'm fine with John C. Riley. Yeah. Sarah Silverman is very hit or miss with me. So I did want to go see it though, because I do generally like animations yeah. like this. Um and I was pleasantly surprised. Um it was one of my better films of the year for sure. I really enjoyed this story. I think the cool thing about the original is that it had a lot You're lo- still talking about the original, yeah. Yeah. Just okay. the original here. It had a lot more depth and a lot more heart to it yeah. than I was really expecting. I thought it was going to be a lot more of just pop culture references as jokes that play into these characters and kind of the story moves yeah. forward. And But it really showed great progression to me with the characters and it had an interesting self-contained story that, that fit within this weird universe right. of characters coming to life within video games. Uh, and it was interesting. It was like, to me, in a weird way, it was almost like the first good video game movie. 
even okay, though it wasn't yeah, a video yeah, game. It wasn't a video game. You know, <laughs> yeah. but it was like based upon a video game. So, yeah. um, so I really enjoyed it. And so my expectations for this were pretty high. Yeah. And I was very excited to kind of see a follow up because I thought there was a lot of room there. Right. Because the first film was really the. I think the moral message of the first film, the theme, was finding yourself. Yeah. It was about both Vanellope and John C. Riley or Ralph yeah. finding who they were within this world, this yeah, video game world, sure. and within the races. And um, that was such a great message, and it like resonated with me. And I thought, now that they found themselves, they can go on this big adventure together. Yeah. And this film really disappointed, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, in a lot of ways, I felt like I think the biggest thing that I had a problem with um, was probably the humor. Yeah. And it felt like. As well as the the refer the referential treatment that it had not to Disney specifically, but just to pop culture stuff. It literally felt like in the first film, they were using pop culture as sort of a backdrop to kind of aid the story mm-hmm. and use that as a blanket, like as a bouncing board. Right. Whereas it like this one felt very specifically like they were using portions of pop culture, like eBay. Yeah. Or you know, um, likes is called BuzzTube. Yeah, like BuzzTube YouTube. with like YouTube playoff. Yeah. Like they were literally using parts of our actual culture to make that into story. Right. And it felt so much just sadly like the Emoji film. It lacked creativity to me. It lacked any sense of resonating uh, impact or story. Right. It felt like they were just taking little things and they're like, well, how can we wrap this in? And how can we pull mm-hmm. this fun thing in? Um, and that's just, that was so bland to me. And the jokes felt stale. And the one thing that kind of, this wasn't like the worst part of it, but one of the things that really ticked me off about it. <laughs> Something made um, you mad, huh? Yeah, it actually made okay. me mad is they they digressed the characters mm. in a very significant way. And I, you can do that. Like, sometimes that needs to happen. Like, every character that's important to a story needs to have a story arc. Mm-hmm. But it really felt like they took the characters in the first film that had really found themselves. Yeah. And they gave them these moral issues that were just kind of manipulated based upon the context of what they wanted to do with the story. Right. I could go further into detail that, but I'd, I'd have to ruin story elements, yeah. and I don't want to do that. Yeah. I, I want to hear your thoughts. I've been talking a lot. There's, um, I, I feel a lot of the same way. I didn't think it was that funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a couple of times I chuckled, but I never laughed out loud or anything like that. I want a friend of mine and, uh, and, and this friend of mine, they, they're pretty easy going to start laughing at things. It, they laughed a couple of times, but not as much as, as I feel like Disney wanted them to laugh. Yeah. Uh, I did appreciate, I feel like there was, a, I, I really, let me start with the positives. I really liked the visuals. I thought the visuals were cool. I thought the, uh, the internet, Wi-Fi, whatever, all that stuff, that was w- way more realized and looked a lot better than what the emoji tried, movie oh, for tried sure. to do. Yeah. I really appreciated that because that one was weak. Yeah. Um, so I liked it here in this movie. Um, I liked the, I mean, I liked the voice acting. I didn't really have any problems with any of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, my favorite, um, my favorite moment is like the Disney stuff that they show you in the trailers and not all of it's there. There's a lot of characters like, wow, that guy's there. That guy's there. And like a lot of, there's like a visual feast as, as far as that's concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also this segment um, uh, called Slaughter Race. And that world I really thought was cool and kind of cool looking. Yeah. Um, but other than that, that that's really it. Yeah. Um, th- I didn't find this movie that funny. Yeah. Um, the jokes were bland, uh, very uh, childish. Some of them are even like, a little more grown up than I was anticipating. It's yeah. like, wow, that's yeah. a little adult. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I don't know, it just didn't work. It didn't yeah. work for me. I didn't think the care. I got. I almost fell asleep at the end, dude. Even the, like the big climactic battle. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, it what was is really this? that. Yeah. 
the, it didn't work for me. I don't know. It didn't work for me either. I think it felt very manipulated, mm-hmm. and it was like, what kind yeah. of to me? It was where, where is this? Like this is an issue, I guess, but it it the it's like I have to spoil it there, to talk. There about wasn't it, one like they issue. never even there wasn't really one conflict. No, there wasn't one real conflict, but they created a conflict that went way overboard. Yeah, like the way that Vanellope act within that conflict. Yeah. To me, was worse almost than Ralph. Right, like Ralph was more of a victim of his mindsets and trying to break free from those. Right, but he didn't really know what he was doing. Right, whereas Vanellope was like legitimately doing things to hurt somebody and just not caring. Yeah, you know what I mean. He yeah. as soon as he found out about it, he's like, "Crud, I don't, I don't want to do that." And right, he fixed himself, and it. But they made him the bad guy, mm-hmm. and I didn't like that. Yeah, so the story didn't really have a bad guy mm-hmm. until the very, very end. Right. And then additionally, there there was only really a single plot right. the entire film. The first film had at least two plots going on mm-hmm. with Vanellope having her own story and Ralph, Ralph. having his own story. Right. This one legitimately, for the most part, had only one story mm-hmm. until about three-fourths of the way through. And then it kind of sort of split into yeah. Vanellope and Ralph's story. Right. So it felt very straightforward and oversimple. And it was yeah. like, I'm bored because I don't... There was like they could have created a lot more drama and interest by having additional things happening yeah. back with the other characters. Yeah. Like maybe with some of the mayhem that's being caused by the characters, other game falling apart. I, yeah. I think um anything, you know. Yeah. Or or what I really thought was going to happen. And this again, I don't like to do this cuz it's not my film and it's not yeah. my story to tell, but what I really thought was going to happen and I had a lot of interest in was that part of the the, the preview that they showed which was you know, they had in the film, but it's, I'm not going to say where, or when, or how, but keep watching the entire film all the way through to right. the very, very end. Um, the scene where he's the little girl's playing the bunny game. Right, that, that preview. Right. I really thought this was going to be a story of Ralph and Vanellope and other characters. The internet gets connected, and then they all are just like, what is this? And they just randomly go into all these random places on the internet stuff and they up. mess stuff up and right. things go and that's crazy not what it was. and that's not at all what it was right. that would it have was been more interesting for sure 100 percent. yeah and it was more of a cash in on like okay let's talk about ebay and then let's talk about <laughs> buzzfeed or yeah. youtube whatever yeah. that was yeah you know let's talk Buzz about tube yeah. buzz tube you know let's talk about these video games this that was the only really creative thing but even that felt like you know a play off of other video games like violent video games out there right i liked the animation there yeah i mean that was really funny to see like it was like dystopian, like, yeah. like bright colored characters in there, like with Ralph. And, right. Well, and you could, because I mean, there's jokes about that for like gamers where yeah. it's like if you create your character and they always look crazy, you know, and then you'll have like a cutscene, your character stands out like insanely right, weird. Right, right, right. And so you see like, you know, the people that live in the world and they're moving all fluidly and smooth. I and did then, like the animation yeah, there. And you that see them. was cool. Right. Like, I thought that feet was really were neat. moving, but they weren't going anywhere. Exactly. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, I thought that was like a neat touch yeah. and it showed that they like did their due diligence to study yeah. like those types of characters and how that would work in the game. But everything else just felt very manipulated. Uh, there's one element to the story that I can't really talk about. Maybe we could do like just a really brief maybe yeah. spoiler talk. Um, it has to do with that design thing. Okay. That I yeah. mentioned. We can talk I, about that after. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to give your, do you want to give your review? Yeah. And then we'll um, I've kind of been thinking about this. I don't, it's just, I don't know. Maybe there's some disappointment on my end too. I didn't go in with high expectations cause I didn't, I didn't think the first one was amazing, um, but I have been hearing great things about this. A lot of people have been like yeah. praising this movie. Yeah, reviewers have been loving it. Yeah. And that's what I don't, but if you look at the audience score, it's been a lot more realistic. Right. So um, I'm going to give it a 73. Okay. 
That's actually right around where I was at. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a 73, which is just kind of like, okay, for me. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, mine legitimately is a 73. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're again, we're, we're matching up for different reasons, I guess. Weird. It's so weird, man. Super weird. It's like we text before and we don't. Yeah. We really don't. Um, all right. So let's get into just a minor bit of spoiler talk. If you don't want to hear anything about the film, uh, who dies, <laughs> why they die. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, it's a kid's movie, guys. Yeah. Dies. <laughs> um, so we're going to get into that now. Five, four, three, two, one, and... A dog dies. Yeah. Actually, I would say there's a part. It kind of comes um, back, though, I guess. Uh, there's it's a part really where dead. Disney kind of pokes fun at Pixar. Yeah. That I liked. That yeah. was kind of clever. Yeah. Like Mierda from uh, Brave. Right. Because yeah. she's Pixar. She talks, and the princes are like, we don't really understand her. That was, that was <laughs> Cause probably cause my. She's from the, the other fun- studio. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably the funniest moment. Yeah. Probably one of the funniest moments of that the whole thing. That was good. Yeah. I mean, she's like, hey, be, I get that thing by it. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, we don't ever know what she's saying. Yeah. I thought that was that funny. Yeah. I didn't like, I mean, that moment in and of itself, I, like I understood why they do it because they're trying to make a joke out of like, oh, well, the princesses are always these like, you know, lofty princesses right. type things. And they're like, oh, well, now we get to see them in their relaxed state. I didn't like how they, because again, to me, those characters are timeless mm-hmm. and it, it was fun to see them kind of like break free of that a little bit, but it also was felt a little mean spirited. Because then later they're like, oh, little girl is going to come do the, the test again. And they're all like, oh, and I'm just yeah. like, oh, well, they, I would think that they would be like, oh my gosh, this is great. I get to interact with these little kids right. and this makes their dream come true for a little bit. Like, I would think that would be more their character. I don't know. That's yeah. beside the point. The design <laughs> thing. Okay. Design talk about. Thing. Go. This is what doesn't make sense to me. And I know I'm going way too into this. Because it's a kid's movie, first of all, which that's not a good excuse, but that is a, <laughs> okay, it is a kid's movie. Okay, what's up? Secondarily, you know, I just, I read into things a lot. But these characters, Vanellope, Ralph, they're designed by coders, created specifically for a video game. Yeah. Literally hand-coded, you know, with yeah. people typing them out, designing them visually and everything like that to fit in a game. It doesn't make sense to me that Vanellope would somehow find her place that would be like the most fitting place in that game. Yeah. That she would suddenly, uh, sorry, what is the, the name? Uh, Slaughter Race? Slaughter Race. Did you listen to the song at the end of the credits? I did. Okay, yeah. that was funny. There's like this pop song. It sounds like kind of serious and heavy kind of a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. And then it says Slaughter Race. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, but it didn't make sense to me in the basic element of it, for one, because they're hand-coded by people to fit within a specific game. But then additionally, it felt bad to me because the first film was literally about, I'm spoiling this too for people that haven't seen the first one. Uh, it came out oh. six years ago, yeah. so whatever. The first one was like a huge chunk of it was about her literally being the main character of that race, right. of Sugar Rush. Yeah. Like that is her game. Yeah. It was designed to be her game. That's why she's glitching. Yeah. It's because she was designed to be a part of that game. And suddenly now we're just because we want to progress the characters and move them forward, she just is called to be a part of Slaughter... Like, imagine you're playing this video game, yeah. Slaughter Race, and you're running around and seeing all these, like, shark things and yeah. robbing things, and then you <laughs> see a little girl with, like, candy in her hair. Right. That would not fit... Like, it didn't fit at all. Yeah. It felt like such a manipulated story element. Uh, um, I didn't care about that as much. I just thought the whole, like, sequence where she has this, like, realization moment where she sings a song, and I got where they were trying to go with the humor, but I didn't think it was funny. No, I didn't think it was funny. The thing about the clown, like, did you... Yeah. I, I didn't like, get that what? reference... Like not scary clown dreams. I'm like, who are you? Yeah, <laughs> why? <laughs> why are I did. I don't know. Yeah. It was weird. That was kind of it. I mean, there was numerous kind of it in the sense of why the humor didn't work for me. I will say this: hats off to you, Disney, because 
um, as soon as the credits rolled, I looked over at my friend. I said, hey, that sequence with the pancakes giving it to the bunny didn't happen where the bunny explodes and little Moana or whatever yeah. screams. Yeah. And um, and then right the very first sequence, as soon as I finished saying that, that up. sequence comes up yeah. and goes... And she goes, you know what I hate is when the trailers or whatever, the trailers that are previews for the movies, those scenes that they preview aren't in the actual movie. And yeah. I was like, huh. All right, Disney. Yeah. You got me on Touché. that one. <laughs> yeah. That was probably, I mean, that scene, that scene was still probably the funniest scene in the yeah. entire movie for me almost. It was pretty comical Except for, sure. for Brave, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I, that, like all the, most of the, those, I didn't like the final, like, um, Rick Roll, like yeah. that was so. That's so like twenty years ago. <laughs> Most of the humor in it was so like, like I've Little seen kids this aren't going to get that. I know, but like <laughs> any any like joke about anything pop culture felt like so outdated. I thought the pop up guys, yeah, were kind of funny. Yeah, and then that one lady had the pop up blocker. Yeah, I mean, oh, I thought that was kind of funny, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, they're blowing my mind with how complex these metaphors right. are. It was like super one level direction like Mm -hmm. it was super simple yeah and that that kind of stuff reminded me very very obviously of um of uh emoji movie oh yeah you know and one of the things they never explained maybe something happened i don't know but you never find out what happened to the actual virus yeah it breaks out and it starts creating you know because that was like the most again one dimensional stupid metaphor because right. of like insecurities that right. ralph has yeah it creates a bunch of ralphs and i'm like really like <laughs> that's not the type of insecurity that we're talking yeah, about right. here <laughs> but because of the the insecurities that ralph has it was just like come on uh, it's um, all good the search algorithm was kind of funny yeah. but it wasn't very realistic Mm-mm. i'm like are you kidding me like if you did any search you generally unless you're like quoting it you literally have like ten thousand hits. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um I don't know. It's I, all good. Yeah. There was just levels to which the movie went, I think, with their what I'm saying in all this is with their metaphors and with their comparison that were just very basic yeah. and very simple. Yeah. So that's it. Anything further you want to say? Good things, bad things? No, I kinda said all I have to say. Not a lot I'm gonna talk okay. about. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's just meh. Yeah. I'm glad we had a chance to talk about it a little bit deeper because hopefully that maybe explains why I gave it to such a low review mm-hmm. with knowing the, a little bit more of that context. I think it it felt manipulated and mean-spirited to mm-hmm. kind of make some of these issues happen the way they did after the basis of what the first movie is about right, right. with them finding themselves. Um, and I, I, I would have liked to have a secondary bad character. Mm-hmm. Like you could have even made it the computer virus guy. Right. Like maybe Ralph at some point goes there. Or maybe Vanellope and Ralph go there at some point to yeah. do something, and he he ends up breaking out and something. doing a bunch of bad stuff. Mm-hmm. But making them, it was like the Mister Miyagi thing. From, it would have been great if the like you were saying earlier, the ignorance was what broke the internet, and there's this ignorance of just meandering through Wi-Fi land. Yeah, you know, that would have been better. Yeah, than sure. like insecurities. Yeah. Um, but and that, that, I'm going to explain that because that Mister Miyagi quote sounds very random, but like, <laughs> um. Karate Kid Part 1 and 2, they spend the entire time building up the relationship that Daniel-san and Mr. Miyagi have. And then the third movie, because they needed some conflict there, they create this tension between the two characters and break them apart. And it was uncharacteristic. And it felt the same way with this. They created unrealistic tension between the two characters um, that kind of led to... And it felt like it was realistic, but also manipulated. For sure. I would say. And that's why it got as high a score for me as it did, because it could have gone a lot lower. Yeah. 
Anyway. So good. We're going to go ahead and end the podcast here. So some ways to get connected as a reminder. We have our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash realreviewmedia. We have our website, excuse me, realreviewmedia.com. Instagram and Twitter, which are both at Real Review Media. We have yep. our YouTube, uh, which is youtube.com slash The Real Review. And then finally, we would love to hear your thoughts and perspectives, ideas, concepts, whatever it is. Send it our way, realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Totally. Yeah, as always spelled R E E L. Yep. There you go. So, anything else, Matt? No, that's it. All right. Well, it's been real. It's been real.